all all this stuff in the entertainment industry is so fucking laughable. Like when you boil it down, uh, it's all all intellectual property, and none of it is actually held by the people who are responsible for creating it. It's just yep. corporations yep. get yeah. weirdly. Oh God! Um, no, it's all, and it's all. I mean, it's all continuous more more so than ever. It's all kind of spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel it getting tighter and tighter from my end too. It's like it's tighter and tighter and weirder and weirder. Uh, oh, there's a great TikTok. Here we are, John, forty year old men. That's right. Talking about TikTok. Uh, but there is a great TikTok with Mark Marin talking about trying to audition for one of the roles in the new Avatar. And it's uh... just so funny. It's so funny. I guess it's the part that uh, I, I still haven't seen it, but it's the part that Jermaine Clement ends up playing. Mm-hmm. And yep. just the process that he went through in auditioning for it is just so funny to hear Mark Marin specifically talking about having to interact with James Cameron and his ego and everything that supports his ego. And it's just oh. so, so funny. I'll send it to you. That uh, sounds spectacular. Yeah. It's like a, t- like almost like a three minute long video of him just going on and on and on about the process and what he witnessed and just, uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, yeah, but we're, we're, Let's not. We're not going to do our movie podcast. That's our. That's that's a. Uh, that's another. That's like behind the the Patreon. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are. We're doing our amongst thing. amongst many other things. Oh yeah, there's behind. a lot of stuff behind yeah, that. Paywall. You guys are seriously. If you're not on the F1 Files Patreon, there's an enormous con- I mean, amount of content that you are missing yeah. out on. Like this is. This is a dribble compared to yeah, the, oh yeah, absolute torrent. Yes, yeah, seriously. Of additional some, content, yeah. Some might call that what is behind the Patreon uh, compromat. That's uh, uh, I think it's oh. yeah, maybe maybe oh. stuff that if it leaked out into the world, we would uh, we would put our careers in jeopardy. But uh, we'll never release the uh, the actual <laughs> link, the Patreon link. If you find it, you find it on your own, and all the tiers are ridiculous, uh, ridiculously high. So, <laughs> you know, but you you do get what you pay for. Um, but the beginning tier is the oligarch tier. Uh, yep. Well, let's let's do our our Formula One <laughs> podcast, Johnny. <laughs> Welcome to the F1 Files, folks. This is our F1 podcast. It's hosted by two best friends who have loved F1 since we were tiny little baby boys and have continued that love (laughs) on into adulthood. We're based in the United States of America. Uh, One's on the East Coast, one's on the West Coast. Uh, This is basically a sitcom. Uh, It's uh, (laughs) I'm one of those... Host, my name is Corey Willis. I'm an actor, writer, improviser out here in Los Angeles, California. And this is John Laparma, creative consultant, designing the future for film, technology, and automotive. Uh, Corey, what do we what do we got going on this week? There's all sorts of things. So Just much. as like a quick table of contents. Oh, what table, have we got to touch on? Table today? of contents is we have. Uh, we're going to later get into 
just like maybe a little touch of uh, an Andretti update uh, mm -hmm. based on what we witnessed and kind of what we talked about at the end of the last podcast, which was the one-on-one -on -one interview with Stefano Domenicali and Martin Brundle. Uh, the the no holds barred interview. It was yes. so so polite. Uh, it was yeah, the most yep. one of the most polite interviews ever. Uh, and then we had five five car releases between yep. this episode and the last episode that we will all, get into. All of the cars have now been released. We have yes. seen all yeah. all cars, and we have seen all different forms of cringy car reveal mm -hmm. presentation format so we'll touch so on uh technically we actually the new ones we actually saw six cars released right technically i mean uh, if we count if we count alpine's dual uh release ah, so okay, all right okay so but before that we, we're getting to the main topic the most important thing uh yeah that the, the news that riveted the just Formula One world shockwaves, um, uh, just absolute shockwaves sent across the, the the landscape when uh, our our very own uh, MoneyGram Haas team partnered with the behemoth Chipotle restaurants. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got uh, the uh, uh, Chipotle MoneyGram Haas. That I is, love. I love oh. how in like true American style, uh, mm -hmm. while all the other teams are obsessing over like how they can reduce the vehicle weight as much as possible, like oh, yeah. going to the extent of being like, can we just have bare unpainted carbon mm -hmm. fiber? Will that will that make our cars lighter weight? And instead, uh, Haas is just like, yeah, everybody have uh, double protein burritos. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We need extra guac. Both of our drivers to have dumps like a truck, truck, truck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that is absolutely what Haas is going for. Uh, so a huge corporate sponsorship. That, uh, all joking aside, uh, that's like a huge injection of, uh, of revenue for sour cream oh. and sour cream yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I want you went for it johnny i was like oh i was trying to be serious but there are just so many things that we could do here uh it's so so wonderful i'm wondering what the livery is going to look like now that they've got another it's just gonna uh, be wrapped in tinfoil yeah it, yeah it'll just yeah look like it's being peeled back uh like that's pretty like good i like the that. livery like is that. underneath just a big burrito but it's yep. just peeled back uh yeah there's there are there are so many things that could happen with that livery i think it'll probably just be a, a small sticker somewhere or what if, a large what if like the the tire warmers were like tinfoil oh right? that would that be would great be, I feel they like look like burrito be, bowls yeah yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. And they change they change the wheel covers to look like burrito bowls god Haas, you you have so many opportunities to lean into this joke that you're so aggressively uh, running towards, just do it. Just go for all the dumb stuff. Uh, Corey, do you do you like Chipotle? Uh, I like Chipotle in a way that I will never buy it. But uh, I, I unfortunately, living in the existing in the industry that i do sometimes there are catered lunches and catered yeah i'd events. imagine that's got to be like two-thirds of oh, the yeah. catered lunches or the hey all we're ordering something mm -hmm. what do you want 
because mm-hmm. it's coming from Chipotle. Yeah, and then um, just platters full of like mostly dry chicken and flavorless beans, uh, oh, and and just excessive amounts of uh, very dry rice. Uh, not I'm, I, I don't mean to hate on Chipotle. I just don't. I, I'm not a fan of it, uh, so I never buy it. Are, are Johnny? Are you a fan of a uh, Chipotle? I- I am a fan of Chipotle. I like, mm-hmm. uh, I think as far as, uh, you know, fast food goes, I think yeah. that to me, that is like the Andretti Cadillac <laughs> of fast foods. Um, you know, it's, uh, the, the ingredients uh, see like you can yeah. look at like each individual ingredient before yeah, it's put something- into your, into your food. Yeah. Um, there's something saw, valuable yeah, there. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think it's uh I think it's wonderful. I think if if it if it's gotta be fast food, which otherwise I think like has at least in I don't know, whatever time period we came up in, yeah, started as something that was like a foundational meal and then became this heavily stigmatized thing. Yeah. Uh that that I feel like most most people of our age pretty much veer away from uh Mm -hmm. for for like just like emotional reasons rather than like whether or not we enjoy it Uh, yeah i feel like somehow chipotle (laughs) is has found like a a safe space i was yeah they they snuck in and they were like you know what well we'll we're at least like respectable uh even though it's like more cafeteria style than anything uh, I, I, it is, I, yeah. Strangely enough, more cafeteria style, yet seems like comes off fancier mm-hmm. than than you know the other the other joints. I think it's the I think it's the basket when the when you have a a basket that your food yeah. comes in. Yeah, that's a that's a completely different game. That does change the a, game. Yeah, than just it's a, a basket just with a parchment McDonald's paper. Tray, you know, yeah, <laughs> it really it really classes the place up. Uh, yeah. so that's that's the the top story here on yes. the F one files. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be continuing. Don't worry, we'll keep everybody updated in the coming yeah. weeks for any developments on MoneyGram, we... MoneyGram Chipotle Haas. <laughs> exactly. We may have like midweek episodes that drop because they're right, just like yeah. emergency episodes. Uh, if they like drop a new livery, um, uh, we'll see what they look like when they roll out at testing. Hopefully, uh, next hopefully week. that's all they're dropping, Corey. Yeah, 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 yes. Oh, god, farts. Uh, all right, so the uh, <laughs> other teams uh, that released their cars, the first team that uh, I wanted to talk about or not really talk about, I think, is what's going to happen here, John, is Alpine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can give you details here about Alpine's release in that they released two cars. Uh, two liveries, two show car liveries. Uh, I believe the first one is primarily pink and black with a little bit of the Alpine blue. So it looks mm-hmm. a lot like the Racing Point, the BWT uh, sponsorship yep. is taken over most of it. What What is BWT? Uh, it is, I believe, water treatment uh, or like a, a company that is working towards... Uh, potable water or drinkable water i know that uh seb was a big like it was like a thing that he was really big in uh big on rather um for a while there um yeah but i think it's like probably like a technologies company that has a very public facing we are like desalinization and we like get people water who don't have water uh that's at least what i think it is 
Is that is are you googling it right now? Is yeah, I'm seeing? looking it up right now, and that's all I can kind of gather. Is it something broadly about you know uh, water filtration? Mm-hmm. But like, it's not a it, you know, it's one of these things where it's like by having stickers all over these cars, it's intended to resonate with probably like forty five oligarchs that are yeah. around the world who somehow would move their mission forward or you know uh, uh require their services or mm-hmm. whatnot as opposed to the you know millions hundreds of millions of fans of the sport they're just like yeah, yeah no put stickers on the car in case one of the yeah. 27 billionaires that <laughs> decides that we're targeting to be like yeah, flip flip to the right channel on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah, and go like, oh, I could sponsor this and not look like such a monster. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I I think that that is their like their livery. They're going with that as the primary color and primary sponsor for the first three races of the season, and then they're swapping out to the other livery, which is just, in my opinion, f- ugly. Just not a good looking car. I mean, it it's. It's so confused. There's no consistency across the the color scheme or the the actual the palette looks terrible. I mean, I know that they kind of are pinned by those sponsors and the team colors, but my God, it does it looks bad. Um, like the, with all the carbon on the car too. It's just unfortunately because of weight saving. That's like a thing that all these cars have big blotches of unpainted carbon fiber uh and some teams did really well with it like steak alfa romeo they they look great that car looks beautiful uh but yeah the the alpine does not look good in my opinion it's you know for me it's it's a fascinating thing especially the uh seeing these cars seeing as like for the first time ever a consistent trend of unpainted carbon mm-hmm. on these cars uh, again presumably for the purpose of weight savings yeah. like i'm trying to process how much weight that is actually saving and you know if if there is like serious weight savings to be found to me that just means like in the next two years we're just going to end up with a field of entirely raw carbon fiber cars with stickers you know gently stenciled onto them with lightweight powdered sugar you know it'll be what mclaren is doing it'll be like carbon fiber panels with like integrated screens that can then like change over primary sponsors like it's if you're right if if it continues in this direction that is what we're looking at and that's what a lot of the reactions that I've seen from people who are like, you know, people at the race and um, uh, the former hosts of uh, WTF1, um, which is Maddie and Tommy F1, P1, yeah. something. It's, yeah, they have P1 like another channel. Their new yeah. Thing, yeah. Um, but they like, they were like, oh no, are all the cars going to be just like large patches of carbon fiber and then maybe like a team logo and maybe a sponsor? Um, it's, that's the danger. That is the danger. But hey, there's one car that got this right, but we'll talk about them later. We'll talk about them later. There's, we got, we got, we got other cars to get through here. Mm. Um, 
So uh, Alpine, as far as uh, technical updates, it didn't look like they did too much. I also didn't pay too close of attention. This was another hour long release. They had soccer stars oh. there. They had all, and I was just like, I'm not watching this. Uh, I didn't watch it live, and then saw that it was over an hour long. I'm just like, I'm not going to watch this. Uh, same with the Aston Martin. Quite frankly, they. I saw that that was an hour long, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this whole friggin' thing. <laughs> yep. I don't care enough about this. I'll watch highlights, and I'll watch Fernando Alonso kind of be a prick, uh, which he was pretty good at. He did a little bit of stuff that was being a prick. but Yeah, I saw, I saw one little snippet of that that yeah. I, I found delightful. Uh, I'm, I'm presuming you saw the same thing where it was uh, they were asking um, – mm-hmm. You know, they were talking about like who was your. I was like um, kids asking questions. It was like special kids, guests. They had kids asking questions. Yeah. Uh, cute little toe headed kids brought in to. Uh, <laughs> little toe headed British kids. Yeah. 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 And um, they were talking about like, you know, who's your favorite driver coming up? And like, they were like, you know, asking Lance, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, was Fernando Alonso like one the of your softest favorite drivers? Of softball questions. Coming as you when you were a kid and he was like yeah yeah you know he was one of my favorites but he was no michael schumacher (laughs) yeah michael schumacher was was my guy you know and and whatnot and then they like turn to the kid in the audience and they're like well kid how about you michael schumacher your favorite and he's just like no, it's Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso. Like, as <laughs> just, quickly... And they yeah. immediately cut to, like, Fernando then just being like, yes. yes like, he, right. like, nudges Lance and is like, see, that's how you answer the question. Like, that's yep. what you're supposed to say. Like, it was so funny to watch that interaction. Um, again, just a a little a hint of things to come between those two. Um, but the, the car itself... <clears throat> First of all, I did watch the some of the release. the The factory looks incredible. That Aston Martin factory looks really, really nice. And once it's like completely done, I'm sure they're going to do all sorts of press tours and stuff. Uh, but it just was incredible. Just looks like a museum. It's exactly what they were saying they wanted it to look like, and it looks like Lawrence is getting his wishes, which is like, yeah, we are going to manufacture cars in an Aston Martin museum. Uh, And it looked really cool. Dan Fallows is the technical director who has taken over now completely at, uh, at, in the design of this new Aston Martin. And this thing looks and will probably move very similarly to a Red Bull. Uh, They, there's like some Mercedes front end stuff on it with the wing design. Uh, They kind of flattened it out and made it a little more wedge versus like a little more like pig nosed uh, before. They were one of the teams that had like that nose cone a little higher on the on the wing elements. Mm-hmm. But man, that car is probably going to be real, real fast. I think that it's not only going to be the best of the rest, but it may get some podiums if 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 it is going to be as fast as it looks like it's going to be. The introduction of that weird little wing that they had last year that was made illegal. I think that that was them like kind of wading into what kind of technical upgrades and kind of technical direction and that they're going to be going in under Fallows. So 
Uh, this is, I think, this is a new era for Aston Martin, and they, it, I, they may, the hype that they're putting out may be real hype, um, based on who's in charge and who they now have running next to Lance Stroll. I mean, if we get, just think about it, if we get Fernando Alonso in a Red Bull, that's basically what we may have this coming season. Like that's scary. That's a scary that's pretty- prospect. Yeah, that's pretty wild to yeah. to imagine. Um, yeah, so that that's it's promising. It's looking interesting for Aston Martin, but we'll see. There's a lot to be said. Testing hasn't even happened, but it does look like they have a pretty legit shot. Um, mm-hmm. Did you watch any of the McLaren stuff? Uh, I don't think so. I I caught a you know I yeah. caught a glimpse of the the new car, and there wasn't. It's, there wasn't anything that like electrified yeah. me in any particular way. Was there anything that you you took away no. from uh, from their reveal? Not at all. And I think that this is kind of what why we were starting to hear rumors of like, oh, McLaren might not have as much of an advantage or might not be in a good spot this year, yeah. uh, at least to start. And the car looks pretty much exactly the same as it did last year. It kind of has the Red Bull side pods with like the swooping down uh, section uh, and like undercut so that they can get a little more activation on the floor area. So they may have some more consistency, but uh, I mean, it's not looking great. Um, that said, the way that they intro the car, uh, I was getting choked up because it's like the 60th anniversary of uh, Bruce McLaren starting the company. That's so right. It's that's like, right. They did this just really, really cool. They did a bunch of interviews with like some of his old mechanics are still around and some of his old friends are still around. So that was really cool to see them and got all choked up like that. The you know the idea is Bruce McLaren died on the racetrack and he ran the company. And the very next day, like this was like this is the story of McLaren and why it's so impressive and why it's like solidified itself in motorsport is the day after the person who founded the company, who like bootstrapped his way to a Formula One company, put everything he had into the company itself. The day after he died, every employee showed up to work the next day and was like, no, this is what he would have wanted. Like our morning would be unacceptable to him. Like he would want us to push forward. So that's like, that's the forever forward mentality of uh, McLaren. So it was really, really cool to see that and like even getting a little like emotional thinking about it now. Um, it was it was really, really cool. But <laughs> it sucks that their car is not good. <laughs> that's that's really that's not helpful. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I can't help but notice this trend over the years that when the car comes out and it's a and it's a stinker and you mm-hmm. have a sort of like senior or you know more familiar driver and then you have a young blood in the mix it's that almost lack of experience becomes an advantage in dealing with a challenging car uh which could be you know rough news for lando Lando. with with oscar piastri uh you know as his teammate coming in totally fresh and mm-hmm. if the car is going to be troublesome, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more out of it than Lando does. Yeah. He's also younger and more willing to 
send it in order to prove himself. He waited a long time to get into F1 and like he's mm-hmm. finally here and he didn't wait that long but like he's he's a phenom and he should have been in the sport. A lot of people thought that Guan Yu Zhou um or Zhou Guan Yu took his spot uh at Alpha Romeo uh back when he got signed. But like even before that people were like, well is Oscar Piastri going to spend like one year in each series and then like win it and then just keep moving up. Uh, But instead he ended up spending like two years in every series and winning both seasons and then just gradually moving up. Uh, So that could be trouble for Lando. It could be real trouble because he's hungry. He's got a very hungry teammate Uh, and the car doesn't handle that well. And it looks dumb because they have the golf color still on it. Right. Like, I don't get, just rock the papaya. Rock the papaya and then go for a more subtle blue. But, like, that's weird that you still have, like, more of the golf blue on it this year than you did even last year. That's like, I don't know. It just, again, it's like, oh, y'all, forever forward doesn't feel like a good motto if you're, like, still rocking your old sponsor's colors. Yeah. Uh, But we'll see. We will see. Uh, so let's talk about the Ferrari release, Johnny. Ferrari. Out of all of these mega cringy, obnoxiously exhaustive, meandering Mm -hmm. reveal events, I did really enjoy the Ferraris. Maybe it was just that like, you know, my, my morning espresso hit me in just the right way or, or something. But yeah, the fact that they held an event. Uh, at Fiorano, their their test track, their like legendary uh, Ferrari test track. Like they, any most of the old footage that you see of Ferraris is on that track. Like mo- yeah. if you're like looking at vintage Ferrari stuff, and I'm not talking even like Schumacher era. I'm talking like way back when, like all yeah. that stuff, black and white footage. That's Fiorano. Like that's that track, and it's amazing, amazing. Did you, Johnny? They, did you get to go? There when you um uh no no I've never 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 been uh a a old buddy of mine uh was damn. there actually filming some stuff years back and they were bringing oh. out all different levels of both road cars and vintage F one cars and uh, oh, immensely so cool immensely oh. jealous um so the the Ferrari event they 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 have. I don't know if they normally even have a grandstand at Fiorano. Um, they had like a no, relatively man. small grandstand that they just packed with 500 Tifosi mm-hmm. who were all just, you know, belligerent and going wild. And they had their MC coming out who uh, at the start of the presentation was speaking exclusively <laughs> yeah. Italian, I was, which I was, I was just like, this is great. Like, let's just yeah. let's roll with this the whole time. <laughs> I... I know, I know what you're saying. I can tell. We can tell. tell. Oh, that yeah. was the best part. I is could... I was like, I speak no Italian, yeah. and I know almost exactly what this man is saying, and it was amazing. I could tell between his, you know, between his gesticulation, mm-hmm. between the crowd's reaction behind mm-hmm. him, and by the the tailoring of his his sport coat. Oh. I could I could understand everything that. Was, and his uh, haircut, his beard yes. shape yes. up, just like the yes. most. <laughs> 
He was like the most perfect representation of like an Italian. I think MC. the only thing it. that was missing from this, and it was beautiful. I mean, it was it was just like a, a very yeah. like okay, and like a, a very clear statement of like no other team could make this work. No other mm-hmm. team has this amount of like passion no. behind it within its fan base and whatnot. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't just have like a couple like Italian nonas, you know, like making, making dinner, uh, out, Flinging you know, in front of everybody, hot meatballs know. into the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> seeing them. Yeah. Uh, seeing them pinch the ravioli edges together and whatnot. Like a, that, that was, that, that was a missed opportunity, but otherwise like watching do some Nona's hand form the, uh, like the <laughs> bathtubs on the Ferrari tub. Uh, I as- know. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Right. Right. The, the, rega- the regatta filled yep. side pods. They could have, they could have had a moment there. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, uh- <laughs> so, so the, they bring out the drivers, mm-hmm. they unveil the car, but then what I thought was, you know, uh, especially brilliant and obvious and why mm-hmm. doesn't everybody do the same thing they were like this is the car these are the drivers okay now let's put a driver in the car and just drive it yeah. around and now uh moving around on the on now the, track the and boss is literally going to flip a coin with the driver's yeah. numbers on either side of it so yeah. there can be no call it in the air uh mm-hmm. just like oh that was such a beautifully staged moment I loved every second of this release too, John. Like for me, this was what like a perfect representation of what I see F1 as like just a sport that is so full of passion and so like full of itself in the, in all the best ways, like not in ways that are like, look at us. We are these fancy, like perfectly tailored suits. Like we, travel the globe in these unseen corridors it was just this like hey those are ferrari fans in the crowd those are real ferrari fans these are the real drivers they're going to come out and quite literally some fans are going to like break protocol and try to get autographs and pictures with them when they're like approaching the stand like they had to like hustle uh, uh, um, I think Carlos was the first one who came out, but like he went all the way down the end, and then yeah, like yeah. Charles came out, and like I think like the stage manager was probably off to the side, like don't come over here, like go, no, 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 go up to the, we're, like we're running long, they're gonna swarm. You got you. a couple grabbers <laughs> over yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. They won't let go of you. Yeah. If you get down here. Yeah. Oh, so great. And then when they like were like, okay, we're going to send the drivers over to the garage to get into the cars. Let's like send it down to this other dude who's in front of these gorgeous Ferraris in like the car in whatever car park is there at uh, Fiorino. Mm-hmm. And like as the drivers are walking away, people are like streaming out of the audience to try to catch up with them to get autographs. And it's like they're yep. you gotta let them go. They're about to go do the thing you really want them to do, but you're so in love with them and their presence that you can't even let them go. It was uh I, I, I like reliving it now. It's just such a beautiful moment as a fan of the sport, like, ah, oh, I, oh, I want, I want that to be what it's like when they reveal the Andretti Cadillac, um, 
here in the states <laughs> except it's what it's just like people like yeah. shooting guns yeah. in the in the stands uh, yeah it's gonna yeah. be t-shirt cannons and like stupid. somebody's somebody's written you know andretti cadillac on their chest mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah yeah like andretti and then they turn around and it's cadillac i don't even know if those the numbers you know the letters line up but feels appropriate um yeah so that i mean i loved that uh and then also this like seeing the car on track seeing them yeah. like put the spurs to it a little bit i mean they, it was yeah, still seeing them hustle it around you know yeah. I mean, who who knows and they you know they set it up as though it was their first time ever you mm-hmm. know touching the car uh presumably yeah. that's not really the case but who who knows but like uh, but yeah it was loved it, fun though. to see it yeah fun to see it hustling around and i do think that ferrari make a beautiful formula one car yeah it's gorgeous everything about the car is gorgeous the bathtubs are a little bit shallower but like mm-hmm. still absolutely amazing the louvers still have that like beautiful feathered like nona um pressed and kissed <laughs> uh, uh ravioli like it just it looks so good uh also there's like they they use the uh the slot gap separators they they're rocking those from last year from mercedes yep. uh so they're rocking a legal version of that um this year which which is interesting to see i have some thoughts on that once we talk about the mercedes uh i want to please remind me to talk about that specific thing johnny uh the slot gap separators versus the mercedes front wing um but the like the tech that they put into this car and like the finesse of the aerodynamic advancements are just so elegant that it barely looks like a different ferrari like it looks so similar until you like go into the actual like you look at it under a microscope uh there are like these like little winglets that come off of the cockpit that are basically sending air down like capturing some of the uh, vortices that are generated off of the cockpit and the halo device. And it's like recapturing that air and pushing it down into those bathtubs to like help channel some of that air away. It's just, it's gorgeous. Uh, Just in every way, it is Mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous. And the most interesting thing that was picked up on, did you, did you see what they did with the S duct? Did you have no, you seen what's, the S-duct? what's going on with it? Yeah, Johnny, they got an S duct on that fucking car. Uh, it is uh, a little uh, inlet that's right next to the floor fencing that sits right on the mid chassis. It's a tiny little inlet, and then you can see right on, like right before the bathtubs, right where it would be channeled up and past whatever radiators are in there. You can see the same basic like look of an outlet so they now have this is like the first introduction of an s-duct system on a car in a very long time and it looks like it's perfectly legal because it's been mounted to the mid chassis so that it can be like dubbed as like oh it's helping to pull some of the air away from the radiators it's not just Mm -hmm. channeling air like through hidden tunnels in the car no 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 we would never but that's exactly what it's doing. So, yeah, Ferrari now has reintroduced an S-duct. And it seems like it's perfectly legal. Uh, and 
oh, I just I'm so excited now that we've got a second year with like some of these top tier teams. It makes me more excited to see what the Red Bull's going to actually look like, Johnny, to be to be yeah. quite honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh because the way that the new Ferrari looks and the way that the new Mercedes look, all the work that has gone into those cars, oh, I'm sure Red Bull. I mean, Adrian Newey's a genius. He is a pure genius. So if they were able to fix something like this on the Ferrari, uh, they were able to skirt those rules. And also with the Mercedes skirting the rules uh, on their front wing, mm-hmm. my God, I can't wait to see what Red Bull does. But uh, but that S-duct is like, ooh, oh, I'm so, so pumped uh, to see like the hardcore breakdown of that uh, because they'll have to talk about it. That's part of the new thing with these cars is every Saturday they like talk to a new technical director and go like, Hey, we have questions about your car. You need to show us like that's part of yep. the media agreement. So, Oh, I can't wait to see the Ferrari breakdown. It's not going to be for months, but I'm like, Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, this is going to be great. Um, anything else from the Ferrari that kind of stuck out to you there, Johnny? Uh, only other thing while you're, you know, examining the nuances Mm -hmm. of, you know, computational fluid dynamics (laughs) over the vehicle. I'm just like, Uh, Ooh, look, they put the letters Ferrari on the rear wing. mm -hmm. Big letters spell Ferrari. That's the name of the team. That's so it. uh, Honestly, Johnny, (laughs) I love that too. Uh, I'm not, I, I can't, I can't hate on that in any way. Uh, it is such a like, such a boss move for a team to go. Hey, you know the area that like our title sponsors would pay us yeah. tens of millions of dollars to have their name. Like, hmm, yeah. we're just gonna put our logo on it. Like the car that everyone knows that they're watching. We're just gonna put our name on it. <laughs> it's like, well, you don't, you don't need tens of millions of dollars in sponsorship money. And they're like, no, no. We just want people to remember that this is a Ferrari. No one's ever going to forget that this is a Ferrari, ever. It doesn't need any badging. It doesn't need, quite frankly, it doesn't necessarily even need uh, a scarlet uh, livery at this point. If you saw a car with giant, you know, like gorgeous ravioli encased bathtubs, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a Ferrari. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm still a little upset that they've never tried to do like a yellow Ferrari for yeah. for a season or or something like I think that would be that would be kind of wild but I I I guess I guess I un, I can also appreciate at the same time how inseparable Ferrari is from the color red uh yeah. I I'm going to I'm going to float a little theory past yeah. you which was that they had some giant sponsor on that rear wing and then the Alfa Romeo rolled out in the red and black uh, color scheme and that someone leaned in was like, all right, let's, those, you know, guys that was, don't wear, do not wear white to our wedding. Yeah. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna make sure everybody knows. Honestly, I like that, Johnny, especially because like, this is the last year that Ferrari has a partnership with Alfa Romeo. So Alfa Romeo can, paint their car whatever color they want and it's not going to necessarily hurt them because Audi's going to step in uh who for all intents and purposes can directly compete with Ferrari in the road car department uh so like man 
yeah. Oh, I like that, Johnny. I like that they had somebody else, and then they were like, you know what? Nah. Nah, we just need to, like, everyone sees the bulge in our pants, but let's, like, take it out and put it on the table. Uh, yep. <laughs> like, it's that, like, level of, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's talk about the car. The car, Johnny. The, uh, the, the car that upon being revealed mm. was immediately visibly confirming that it will be the 2023 championship winning car yeah. drivers and constructors championships. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't imagine. I mean, again, Red Bull could come with something wild, but uh, that Mercedes is looking so tasty. Uh, it's looking gorgeous. Uh, not that it hasn't looked gorgeous in the silver livery, but this, it just makes perfect sense that they went back to black with this. They're looking to save weight. The original silver arrows were designed because they stripped the paint off because it was a weight saving technique. And that's why they were called the silver arrows in the first place. So why not revisit that when instead of silver, we now have carbon fiber, which is naturally black, right? So like, yeah, go for it. It's so uh, in in 2021 it. the car had effectively the same livery which mm-hmm. I think I thought was absolutely incredible yeah. looking. When they did that, I was gutted when the 2022 car did not have yeah. that same livery and they had reverted back to the silver that they had been using previously. But yeah, yeah. absolutely ecstatic to see the car just in that deep deep God. black. Uh, the and little it's like silver... matte black too. Like they picked yeah. matte, inst- like because the carbon fiber will kind of like catch the yep. light uh, because of the design. Oh, I just love it. Oh God, sorry. What what were you saying, Johnny? <laughs> oh, I I just the I, I I love all the different details of it. I love the pattern of Mercedes stars. Mm-hmm. That sort of like uh, change in their level of intensity across the like back third of the car yeah i love the like patronus teal little almost like swoosh like stripe that that flies across the side of the car and i mean Corey, talk to me about like mercedes rolled out last season with the most radical car design with this Mm -hmm. sort of like side podless approach and it appears as though they're they're effectively holding on to that despite the fact that you know maybe out of all the cars on the grid the mercedes was the one that you know needs the most retooling or you know needs some some fundamental improvements made to it specifically around getting the the porpoising under control um what do you what do you think when you like what do you see as as differences from uh from the previous season uh so uh i'll we'll get to the the most important difference here last which is the front wing um uh but what they did with the side pods this year is they kind of like fattened them out a little bit they're still like not the zero pod they're like a non-side pod uh ultimately what they did is normally uh the side pods would uh sit out 
like basically Mercedes basically like folded their side pods up. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. not that they don't have side pods. It's that they had this relationship with a company that had a breakthrough with cooling technology and they basically needed less space within a side pod to cool the internals of the car. And they figured the best shape of a, a car is in a wedge. So they like removed that extra flow uh, that was being taken away because when air hits those side pods, it like creates all this resistance and these vortices that you then have to control on the way back to the car, uh, mm-hmm. back to the rear of the car. So they took those side pods, snuck them into the side of the car, basically, uh, uh, collapsed them in on themselves uh, or turned them sideways effectively. And then they moved uh, the floor fencing up dramatically. Hmm. So they have taken those like big, basic, like, um, it looks like <laughs> if someone just like opened some barn doors, uh, that's like what these cars look like they have right before the side pods. All the cars have them. Um, those are just to control the the airflow, uh, and they've basically like moved those forward and created a system so that that air can then be controlled uh, as it doesn't make its way into the side pod. It can then be controlled around the side of the side pod and along the floor edge, mm-hmm. creating all these vortices that then seal the car, make it stick to the ground. So what Mercedes did, what they were doing apparently, and this is. They still won't say what went wrong with the car last year. Like they still have not said yeah. that that's that it was like a cause. Uh, it was an effect of the zero side pods. Everyone's like it has to be because of the side pods. But apparently, like, and this is again, no official statements. But m- when directly asked, they're like, "Are the side pods?" And this is like the people who run Mercedes, like, like literally the people who are the technical directors uh, of the car itself were asked, is this a result of the side pods? And they were like, "Mm, we don't think it's a problem with the side pods. We think it's something else. So that's why Mercedes wanted to stick with the side pods this year is they Mm -hmm. realized what the problem was and it wasn't a problem with the airflow around those side pods. Uh, That wasn't what was making the floor flex and causing the porpoising apparently. This is not officially, but unofficially, that's what their statement is. With that said, they still had stability issues with their car. It was like very unpredictable uh, with the new downforce setups and the new aerodynamic setups. So they moved those side pods out a little bit. And they also, if you see it, it looks like basically the car has its like shoulders hunched up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got these two huge like cannon looking things uh, that create a channel in between the, I guess, the air box, which sits. That's like what you see at the top of the car um, with like the little T camera on top and the actual engine covering and then the side pods. So the channels that it created back there. There was a reverse angle when these things were being, uh, when it was out on track, that shows that this thing has like these weird little, like maybe louvers or maybe cooling vents, like within those mm-hmm. channels. So that's like another mm-hmm. thing that Merck has been like, oh yeah, we've, we're now managing the airflow at the rear of the car before it even hits the wing of the yeah. car. So they're doing a lot more management there. 
they've got apparently there's some maybe new cooling tech like in those ridges in those giant like shoulder looking things so that might be an evolution of the cooling tech so that should help them with their en- uh, engine management which they were the most reliable already last year apparently they are going to be that much more reliable with their engine management they didn't change the suspension i thought they were going to go to a push rod suspension in the back yeah. and they stayed with the pull rod so that wasn't the issue either. I thought that that might have been the porpoising thing was like, oh, they can't control because they've got like a weird inertial thing happening with the pull rod in the back. But that's apparently not the problem. They've moved some of the elements, but not all of the elements. Uh, the main elements being like the literal pull rod <laughs> that goes into the suspension. So yeah, that's normal. But the most interesting thing about this fucking mercedes guys oh is the front wing they have found a way to basically create outwash at the end of their front wings now this is like basically what the entire regulation change was about this is why these cars look the way they do why they're rocking like underbody aerodynamics is because the fia and f1 was like hey we need you to stop creating like weird outwashes from your wing elements and your cars because it disrupts other people's aerodynamics and then the cars can't follow as closely, right? Like that's the mm-hmm. idea. We want these cars to be able to pass each other in corners and not lose aerodynamic downforce or mechanical grip and spin out and cause an accident or whatever. But Mercedes found a way to basically use a deletion in the rules to their advantage. So they, the way that the wing is set up, the front wing, there are four separate elements of the front wing. Now the rules say that all four elements have to be connected to the end plate of the wing. So like, it's hard. Can 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 I jump in because yeah. I'm looking at because you were you were chopping it up with scarves uh, about yeah. this uh, yeah. earlier, and so while you're listening to this, uh, you know, of course, check out uh, Scarbs Tech on on Twitter, and he's got like a diagram that helps to kind of break this down. Like sorry, exactly Corey. down. No, no, it's it's going to be impossible to explain this. So this, I think it's, if you're interested in this stuff, you might want to pull up this image because it'll kind of make sense. Um, but basically, the FIA was like, hey, we need you to close off the end of your wings so that it doesn't create outwash to disrupt other cars. Now, one of the reasons Mercedes struggled so much last year is there was a lot of unpredictability when it came to handling within corners and also handling at high speeds because they couldn't manage the aerodynamic wake that was created by the end plate and front wing outwash that was basically hitting the tires, the front tires directly. So that was causing like some instability under braking and then like instability at high speeds, which then kind of may have been, this may be one of the reasons why the porpoising was so bad uh, because they couldn't manage the airflow around the front tires. And then once Mm -hmm. that airflow was disrupted, it threw everything else off at the rear and then they just couldn't control the oscillations. So that's, this is pure, pure speculation on my part. 
But I think that this was one of the reasons they had porpoising issues is they, with the zero side pods, the air basically was getting, wasn't getting far enough away from the rear tires before it was reintroduced into the aerodynamics and vortices that are created by the rear wing of the Mercedes. So with these outwashes, it will send the, the air around the front tires and with these kind of expanded side pods that will further push that air out so that it almost completely does not affect the floor edge whatsoever and then can get sucked back into the car right near the rear wing and the diffuser. So they can then take all that supercharged air that has been compressed and pushed because the car is moving so fast through the, through the air, uh, through the atmosphere rather, and then it'll take that supercharged air and spit it into the already supercharged air, leaving the diffuser, which will then ideally keep the car very stable at high speeds. And then also with the control of that outwash, when they're cranking real hard in corners, the tires, the front tires aren't going to be affected by any of the air that's coming over the front wing. It's all going to get pushed out. So there's a good chance that this car is going to be much faster, like much faster high speeds and much better going into corners and already has a ridiculously great way of putting down the power and using up those rear tires in a really efficient way. So there's a chance that this Mercedes is an absolute fucking beast, like a real mm-hmm. deal chance that this is where this is the car that we were hoping was going to show up last year. And I think it's going to show up this year. I'm, this is, I'm so excited and I'm probably going to have my heart broken, <laughs> but uh, they look like they've figured it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and yeah. we, we saw, we saw a, a, just a little bit of the car on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and there wasn't, you know, I mean, and there's any number of ways where this could have been cheated if need be, but yeah. there was certainly no visible porpoising no. happening, uh, no. when we saw the car on track. So that's huge. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's an enormous, like, you know, uh, organization, mm-hmm. this entire team, that have, in theory, the best possible resources yeah. going into this sport, and have been, uh, I, I certainly hope, highly motivated by oh, yeah. two disappointing seasons. Two one significantly very... more disappointing than than the other, but also um, disappointing. Not it's still equally as disappointing. <laughs> Like, like, uh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess both, 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 both violently disappointing Mm -hmm. in very different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to think that that's, you know, that's going to be a powerful motivator in and of itself. Yeah. Moving, moving forward. I think so. Um, I think so. Um, so there's also two more things about the Mercedes. One, the simple fact that just like all the other cars, their development package, chances are this car is going to look pretty different after three races because mm-hmm. that's also what Mercedes has said. It's like, oh yeah, we're still developing this car and our first development update is probably going to change the profile of this vehicle. So what you're seeing right now may not be the car that you see 
even going into like race number five. So we'll see. Um, we will see what that looks like. Uh, and then back to the Ferrari. So the Ferrari adding these slot gap separators. I firmly believe that this was Mercedes like big brain style last year at the Austin GP floating out something that they were like, Hey, we found this really cool way of managing the wake around the front tires by creating these outwashing veins that are technically structural and not aerodynamic. And the FIA said we could do it. Oh, they were made illegal. Oh, wow. I guess we'll have to go back to the drawing board and rework these things. And then they came back with a wing that has absolutely no need for those slot gap separators whatsoever. Like they would not help in any way if they were on the Mercedes front wing now because hmm. of that cutout area. So I think that they went in to Austin being like, we're going to maybe throw some people off the scent, off the development scent next year. So Interesting. I think that's what, ha I'm not saying that that is definitely what happened, but it would not shock me if Mercedes deliberately put something out there for their competitors to then develop when Mercedes was like, this is, we've already come up with a better solution. We'll let you develop this out, but we're going to come up with a solution that not only is better, but because of its location on the car, there's no way for any other car to go like, oh, we'll just, completely changed the aerodynamic profile of our vehicle um after we test it like they just there's they can't do that they can't they there's not funding and there's not time to have someone go oh we're going to also make these like little outwash areas on the front wing because their cars are not designed to handle like their cars are specifically designed to handle air and manage it as it hits those front tires mm -hmm. everything behind that will be affected by a change in the aerodynamics of the front wing. So no other car can do this now. And what Scarbs was saying in, like, in our back and forth was like, I think Mercedes has done their homework and there's no way that this is going to be deemed illegal this season. I think this is like maybe a similar like DOS type situation where they're just like, well, you know what? <laughs> you snuck one past us, but you can't do this next year. So... I think that's what we might be seeing here with Mercedes uh, and what they may have gotten Ferrari to accidentally fall for uh, was developing something that is going to be an inferior development path. I mean, that's a great way of doing it. And if you're Mercedes, if I thought of this, <laughs> then like someone at Mercedes certainly had the idea to be like, hey, we could make float this out and like we won't even run it we'll just run it in free practice one because they didn't run it in the grand prix they just brought it to free practice one in austin and like put out a press release being like we're bringing a front wing upgrade mm -hmm. so yeah this could be some big brain thinking i hope it is terrified to see what red bull comes with <laughs> uh Corey, thank you so much for breaking that down. Like I did not, I did, I mean, like I did not appreciate even just the initial nuances oh, yeah. of that, that front wing shape, oh, yeah. but the dimensions to the sort of like, you know, fake out moves yeah. last season and, and whatnot leading 
around all this. Uh, it's it's spectacular, and I think a a perfect example of you know the the degree, the level of competition in this sport, yeah. and the level it's of engineering, wild. but also the level of you know shittery just going oh, on. God, that's it is, so good. It's it's top flight across oh. the board. It's like the best, you know, the best brains mm-hmm. and the most mischievous brains all in the same room together, put, making this stuff happen. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Oh, and we've got what is it? It's the nineteenth. We've got five days until Drive to Survive comes out, so we're gonna see all the drama. That, that's gonna that's gonna land ooh. at the same exact time that uh, testing that begins. Testing right? begins, in, yeah, in Bahrain. We've so by a, the yeah. by the next time we are recording the F one files, we yeah. will have seen uh, seen every car mm-hmm. on track under testing circumstances, and I think we'll have a whole new wave of speculation. Yeah. Oh yeah. To navigate and go through, but yes, uh, and and not to underplay the. You also mentioned Drive to Survive, uh, dropping that's, in a matter of days. Yeah, um, there's a trailer that's been released. Mm-hmm. The trailers usually don't give up too much, but uh, what, there's the episode titles have been released. As oh, well. I haven't seen them. Ah, okay. And I mean, it's it's basically exactly what you would expect there's a there's what appears to be a daniel ricardo episode Mm -hmm. entitled nice guys finish last oh um it would appear as though there is gonna be a a singular ferrari episode that is you know uh, uh what what is it it's something about like it's a matter of principle as a way of you know basically editing from uh carlos signs flaming car almost yeah. running him over backwards to uh mattia bonotto being asked to leave the team i think they really truly missed an opportunity here netflix it hasn't been released yet you can have this idea for free the name of that episode should be but doctor i am Pagliacci. <laughs> if there's one episode that should be it that should be it uh, oh well uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm really pumped to see these cars on track uh, I'm hope, hoping that there will be no porpoising or track striking from the Mercedes I hope that's resolved oh, uh, I hope yeah. that the Red Bull uh, comes out and completely blows our mind uh, but not more than the Mercedes uh, but uh, I'm really excited to see the new Red Bull because we haven't seen it yet so yeah. uh, I can't wait to see that car uh, and, and what they've done to it. It seems as though they're probably going in different directions now than Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri doesn't seem to be as tight with Red Bull as they once were. So I don't think we're going to just see a different version of the Alpha Tauri that we already saw. So, yep. uh, yeah, I'm pumped. Do you think, Johnny, this is the silliest question. This is like genuinely the silliest question now. Do you think the stock is going up uh, for Formula One here in the U.S. this this week? Uh, I think Formula One's stock is going up, and I think publicly traded company Chipotle's mm-hmm. stock mm-hmm. is going up. Oh as yeah, well. 
Maybe we should track two, uh, Chipotle's stock too. Yeah. This is the this the is two the, Titans of F one. Yeah, this is the the Predator handshake, the Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> locking their grip together. Formula One and Chipotle and finally Chipotle. aligned yeah. with with one another. Oh God. No one can stop. No one can stop that product placement. Uh no one. Uh there's gonna be so many slow motion like Haas uh like going through like the chipotle drive-through type thing there's just it's gonna happen there if they haven't already started shooting them they will oh uh, there's a there's already an image somewhere that is uh both um kevin magnuson nico hulkenberg holding holding the, the chipotle the, bags mm-hmm. the per, the chipotle bags yeah. like in front of the car i think maybe i think in front of the car Oh. Both looking super baked. God. And just like, yeah. <laughs> we got our, Perfect. Don't worry, guys. We got our Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. We got the Chipotle, everybody. That's fitting. That's very fitting. Yep. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so, folks, make sure that you tell your friends about this podcast. Rate and review us in iTunes and Spotify and all these other uh, podcast platforms. Um, and, uh, yeah, Johnny, where can the folks track you down out there in the world in uh, space. you can always uh keep up with me via johnnymotion.com mm. which will redirect you to all my other places Corey, mm-hmm. where can the folks find you this week uh track me down on twitter.com uh and that's burn Corey burn i'm also on tiktok and instagram uh with those handles you can also catch me at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. I am going to be acting in Sketch Cram, which is a uh, one day to produce an entire sketch show. Uh, it's like some of oh, the dear God. best writers, uh, like people who have written for television, uh, written for, I don't know if we have any old SNL writers, but we've got a whole bunch of people returning uh, to show up and crush it on the writing part. And uh, I was lucky enough to get asked to be one of the actors in it. So uh, I'll oh, be that sounds awesome. in that. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty pumped. Uh, also got, uh, uh, if he's if his schedule works out, uh, the Doughboys, Mike Mitchell, uh, is also one of the actors there. So um, maybe I can, if I run into him, I can be like, hey, do you want to be our first guest ever on the F1 Files? I'll never, I'll never ask him that. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you can catch me there. That's uh, Saturday. The show is at 11. Uh, we, again, wake up in the morning. Writers write it all day. Then we rehearse it from like four until showtime. And then it goes wow. up, regardless of whether it's ready or not. But uh, we got great talent. So it's going to be uh, a, a good show. Check That's it out. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. We left off one thing. Andretti. Andretti, Andretti, oh. Andretti. Yes, yeah. Little what happened? after the credits, uh, yeah. little, little surprise uh, <laughs> yeah. from the end of this episode of the <laughs> F1 Files, Quantumania. Yeah, if you stuck um, around this long. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, we know you're, we know you're the, the real diehards. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so the we, we saw that incredibly explosive and hard-hitting marathon of politeness between (laughs) uh, Martin Brundle and Stefano Domenicali. And he was asked, you know, point blank, like, you know, what's, what's up with, with, with Andretti Cadillac 
joining uh, joining Formula One. And Stefano Domenicali, who is there to effectively speak for all of the teams mm-hmm. as a unified force, had zero hesitation basically putting it out there. And I forget exactly the way he phrased it. It was still sort of polite, but also yeah. was like more or less these guys have been brutally obnoxious and loud and public yeah. and that is not the way things operate in our Michelin yeah. star restaurant that they're trying to elbow their way into or that they are banging on the front windows of while we are trying to serve our sophisticated patrons. Yeah. We are closed for a private event and you are trying to get dinner yes. service. Like Yeah, you're what? trying to get a slice. Yeah, you're trying yeah, to get yeah. yeah, you know. We don't even sell uh individual slices, let alone pizza here. Um yeah. so yeah, that was that was the the tone that I picked up to. Yeah. And yeah, so that to me is that to me is rough. I mean, I think if nothing else, it means uh, regardless of level of success in moving things forward, we're probably just not going to hear anything from yeah. <laughs> Andretti uh, on on their initiative. Like uh, presumably, they have taken this to heart and have realized, yeah. okay, this is this is not gonna you know, help us, help us get in. He also called out that they had specifically, that Michael Andretti had made a comment about the teams uh, being greedy, mm-hmm. which I think is a very fair comment, especially after they were like, hey, instead of the going rate of 200 million, yeah. how about six or 700 million, which I think is just, just psychotic. Yeah. But yeah. whatever, it's awful. that's, it's awful. you know sort of shenanigans are going to happen. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, to me it's disappointing to hear it, you know, presented that way. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I get it and it's, but I guess to me it's also disappointing that it seems like potentially one of the biggest roadblocks is a culture clash, which to me goes against the theory of a international championship, right? Like every culture is going to be approaching this in different ways and you know like uh there's a degree to which you know you should let happy gilmore onto the pga tour you know like that's that's not that's not the worst thing in the world to have happen for for your sport yeah that's true it is true it is but it does feel kind of like it just confirms that this was one of those like like when, oh God, this is all I could think about now because of Valentine's Day. The idea of like someone being like, okay, so if I get tickets for center court at the garden for a playoff game and I get on one knee, she has to say yes. It's like that. Like, yes. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. going to say no and yep. it's going to be so embarrassing because like, you were center court and like told them to put the cameras on you. No, she could have just done this in a romantic when she got home from work one day. And then she could have been like, I just, I'm not ready. And it wouldn't be as horrible. Uh, oh God. Yeah. But that's what it feels like. Andretti is kind of done to themselves is put themselves yep. in a situation that they can't save face in. Uh, either they have to just go away 
or they have to look like they've gone away in order to make it work. Yeah. And either way, they're probably not going to get in because they've probably offended some people along the way. I'm not, not even probably. They clearly have offended people along the way. So, ah, uh, it sucks. It sucks. I still, but... I still hold tight to it being a, a really major deal for them to yeah. get into the sport. Like it's just the. I, I do think there's some enormous potential upside. Yeah, and they have so much value. I still, I still hope that this is just some absolutely brutal hazing yeah. that is happening. You know, in order to force your way into this incredibly exclusive club yeah so yeah we'll 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 see see. we'll see uh we'll see what happens but i think yeah unfortunately if nothing else i think there's not going to be much news to report on because if they are making forward progress they're not going to say anything about it to anybody now that they've gotten um slapped in the face with a with an etiquette lesson exactly yeah Oh, all right. God, that that actually genuinely feels like a perfect place to uh, to wrap this up. Uh, nice. Nice, Johnny. Very nice. Well, uh, folks, you can catch up with us and we will certainly catch up with you because testing's going to be happening. Testing and yep. t- t- drive cars. to survive. So much. Everything is happening. Cars. Cars. Ah. Drama. Oh, so excited. So excited. All right, folks. Like I said. Catch up with us. We're going to catch up with you the next time on these X1 files. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the F1 files. Uh, you saw me, like, catching myself doing that, and I still yep. did it. Yep. Oh, I love it. I love here, it. here we go. We're back to normal. Yeah.